KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, October 11th. More controlled fires in California. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County public health officials reported 528 new COVID-19 cases on Sunday and no new related deaths. Hospitalizations continue to dip, according to state figures. Last week, an unvaccinated woman was the first pregnant woman in San Diego to die from COVID-19 along with her unborn child. That's according to the county's Health and Human Services Agency. The county Health and Human Services Agency issued a health advisory to the local medical community last week, alerting them about about an increase in hospitalizations of unvaccinated pregnant women, and they encourage them to urge their patients to get vaccinated. Encinitas beaches stayed open over the weekend despite reports last week of tar balls on the shorelines. The tar balls are suspected to be from an oil spill in Orange County last week, but teams are still assessing if that's the case. Crude and processed oil can be carcinogenic. A public advisory was issued to notify people about the presence of tar balls at local beaches, urging people to avoid contact. Toy manufacturers are concerned about the upcoming holiday season. Around 85% of toys come from China, but ship traffic is backed up at Southern California ports, and there are few shipping containers available. Miro Kopik is a business analyst for KPBS. He explains how the pandemic affected toy demand. As kids were at home during this pandemic period, parents are trying to figure out, how do I entertain these kids? And so toy sales across the board last year and this year to date have been really, really robust. And so toy manufacturers are really looking forward to a huge holiday season, and it may not be as happy as they were hoping. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Maracal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, Maracal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation last week that encourages setting more controlled fires in California's forests. CAP Radio's Scott Rod reports. Low-intensity fire is an integral part of California's wildlands. It has been for thousands of years, until the last century, when the priority has been to put all of them out. The lack of fire has left forests overgrown and ready to burn out of control. Prescribed burning aims to reduce fire in a safe way. But according to Lenya Quinn-Davis, area fire advisor for the University of California Cooperative Extension, it comes with a lot of risk. There's really no one to do that work because there is no insurance for prescribed fire. People who lead that work are taking on immense personal liability every time that they do a project, even though it benefits everyone. Senate Bill 332 reduces liability for prescribed burning. If a project burns out of control, gross negligence must be proven for a person to be held responsible. Quinn Davis says that will hopefully encourage more people to set so-called good fires in the near future to prevent destructive fires down the road. And that was Cap Radio's Scott Rod. 
Newsom also signed a bill that protects journalists covering protests. KPBS's Debbie Cruz says the new law means unrestricted access for working media at closed-off demonstrations. Governor Newsom signed Senate Bill 98 on Saturday, which exempts media professionals from having to comply with police dispersal orders while covering protests, marches, and rallies. The legislation states that law enforcement should not intentionally assault, interfere with, or obstruct journalists covering protest demonstrations and other civic actions. It also prohibits officers from citing journalists for failure to disperse, violating, or interfering if the journalist is solely gathering, receiving, or processing information. The bill had been opposed by the California Police Chiefs Association and other law enforcement groups who supported adding an amendment requiring journalists to seek the permission of a police commander before entering closed areas around protests. The amendment was eventually dropped. And that was KPBS's Debbie Cruz. Californians can continue to take their favorite cocktails to go under a new law signed on Friday by Governor Newsom. Here's Cap Radio's Scott Rod again. It started as a way to help restaurants generate revenue during the early days of the pandemic. COVID-19 restrictions meant fewer customers and indoor dining wasn't an option. So the state allowed restaurants to sell their mixed libations with takeout orders. Senate Bill 389 keeps that provision in place for at least the next five years. The cocktails must be sold with food, and they have to come with a sealed cover or lid. Customers are limited to two alcoholic beverages per takeout meal and must pick up the order in person. And that was Cap Radio's Scott Rod. Coming up, some Afghans are starting to settle in to their new country. To be honest, I'm still uh, not a normal, cannot even sleep. One former Afghan interpreter who settled in San Diego is rebooting his life after a harrowing escape. That's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu. Caught up in the chaos of the last days of the U.S. engagement in Afghanistan, one former interpreter is getting back to the difficult task of creating a new life in his adopted country. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has more. Turn right on North Carolina 150. Lucky, a former interpreter for U.S. forces, sits in the passenger seat of a tractor trailer on a drive through North Carolina. We're only using his nickname, the one provided by U.S. troops, since he still has family back in Afghanistan. So how do you like truck driving? It's good. I like it. It's not that bad. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, the only thing uh, I had no other option. Lucky is training to be a long-haul truck driver. He settled into San Diego after receiving a visa in 2017. He's now rebooting his life in America after a recent harrowing escape from his former homeland. I was stuck there. I tried to get out from there as soon as possible. Lucky hadn't expected to return to Afghanistan, but his mother fell seriously ill. And my brother called me that she is asking for you. Like she's in hospital. Uh, I don't know if she's going to make it. You know, 
So I just decided to go there in emergency for a week or 10 days. So he took a chance, thinking the U.S. wouldn't pull out until September. He even brought his young children. But things changed almost overnight. By mid-August, Lucky was trapped when his village fell to the Taliban. True to his nickname, Lucky and his family were helped by American veterans who stepped in to guide their former translators out of the country. He made it out, although many didn't. Eric Schwartz is president of Refugees International. And all indications are that um, the Afghans, like other refugee groups, will become you know, uh, important contributors to American society, help address labor shortage issues uh, in places like the, the middle of the country where there are real um, uh, challenges in that regard. So this will be a good news story. They are also one of the groups calling for a pathway to citizenship for Afghans being processed through U.S. military bases who don't qualify for other programs like special immigration visas. Also, $5 billion to aid in resettlement. They also want the president to raise the total number of refugees allowed in the U.S. to 200,000 for the next two years, a relatively modest increase given the tens of thousands of Vietnamese who immigrated to the U.S. after the war. We have a small refrigerator here. Let me show you. Uh, I have I, uh, my wife cooked some food for me. Lucky gives me a virtual tour from inside the truck. As the sun was going down in North Carolina, we talked as the truck was being unloaded. To be honest, I'm still uh, not a normal. Like uh, I cannot even sleep. Like for the last four days, I didn't sleep like two hours, three hours. After that situation that I went through, my kids. In San Diego, he had been a translator for the Afghan community. That ended when he was trapped in Afghanistan. His new life is now in Texas, where he lives with his brother-in-law. He says it's been tougher on the kids, especially his young daughter. They don't even go out. They don't play with kids. They're scared. And even I took her to the doctor because uh, uh, she was not eating. She jumped when she was sleeping. She jumped and she feels she's still in Afghanistan. Still in Afghanistan, like his mother, who did pull through. Although Lucky doesn't think he'll ever see his home country again, he's focused on his family's future here. And that was KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.